Hey guys, welcome to the sixth episode of the Great Indian Family in collaboration with Epilogue Media. I am Koral Das Gupta, founder of Tell Me Your Story. In and author, and here I am stuck. Think, there is this family which spends three four months of the year at Jodhpur amid a huge joint family of thirty two cousins and two fifty family members. Yes, you heard it right. And then a boy from that family starts living in year 1996-97. Well, I have no direct or indirect experience of this in my life, nor have any of my books covered it. I am sitting in the beautiful office of Manish Hari Prasad, who is a walking, talking story house by his own rights. Otherwise, he is the consulting creative head of Red Chilli's Entertainment, a producer, owner of Outlet Films, and a traveler. Welcome, Manish, to the Great Indian Family. Hi, Coral. So, Manish, we want to know a little bit about. your family the way the way your childhood looked like in your family ah okay so uh, we actually had a large large family like you just mentioned uh, the family was so huge that whenever we had any kind of uh, family functions or uh, lunches and dinners it generally looked like we've invited the entire town uh we hardly had to invite people from outside of our family in order to uh, create a create a good crowd uh, sometimes we also felt that if if just the family members like got down on the uh, roads with the uh, flags it might start looking like a revolution so yeah so that that's <laughs> that's the size of the family from my uh, my father had uh, four uh, siblings my mother had uh, six siblings so it was a uh, and on top of that my um, mom's cousins and my dad's cousins and uh, by the time it came down to my cousins the numbers ran in 30s or maybe even 40s i think we i i remember somewhere around 30 35 cousins between the age of 1 and 14 15 and i was the eldest i sometimes pity my cousins <laughs> that they had to see me as the role model but yeah so that's 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 what's the that was the size of our family 250 family members did you memorize everyone's names or you just remembered no i actually like the indian culture uh, in that sense you can pretty much get away with calling everyone mama or chacha mami chachi mama chacha mausi mosa and i think between these six seven terms uh, everyone could be covered anyone who looked a little older we would call them <laughs> ba or bai and uh that's it also my family had a, a very strange uh, the, the the names in the family were very uh, strange so although uh, my nana ji took great care to name each one of his sons and daughters with some uh, very shuddh hindi or even sanskritized uh, names like uh, sachidanand uh, swanand the girls were all called nandinis so okay. uh, shailesh nandini silpesh nandini but the the pet names were really funny like my mother's pet name was didi because she was the eldest so everyone called her didi including my nana ji which is my mom's dad and my mom's grandfather and grandmother also called her didi Hmm. it somehow just i guess established her as a as a primary figure in the family so yeah and then there was sampu and lallan and <laughs> so that's how uh, i i didn't remember the names but the names were like very very cool and after a while while you have lots of nuns and nandinis you tend to forget who shailesh and who shimlesh <laughs> and who's uh, shilpesh and after a while i think Uh, because there were so many people let me tell you an interesting one yes please uh, so uh, my mama 
eldest mama uh, like it happened in all the families they they wanted a son so the first one was a daughter and then the second one was a daughter and then my dad being a doctor told them that okay you know there is a population explosion in the country and and even in our own family so maybe you should stop now <laughs> so they but my great grandmother insisted was he that upfront about it yeah yeah he was very upfront okay. he was a doctor he was he, okay. he was one of the few professionals in my family everyone else mm-hmm. is a sonar okay um so my dad actually asked my mama to stop but uh, my great grandmother insisted that they should maybe try once more to get a uh, to have a son and as luck would have it even the third one was a daughter mm. and then the fourth one was a daughter as well i took all those incidents and put them in the film dangal Okay. Uh, so the the story of uh, Mahavir Singh that you see and yeah. his Mahavir Singh and his wife trying to get a son it literally comes out of my mama having those four daughters the interesting part was that after the first two daughters the third one and the fourth one were i didn't i don't think anyone paid any attention to them or what were the names being kept for them so the third one was actually called limka <laughs> and the fourth one was called trinka trinka was another drink yes, that existed I at that point that. in time so the third and the fourth one their pet names are limka and trinka well the first two are shilpi and seema which is which is quite sweet absolutely but the third and the fourth yes limka and trinka is what they still live with yeah i mean you were talking pet names to a bengali you know ah yes uh, we are cha- we champion that yes <laughs> how embarrassing can it get so i just want, don't want to get into that <laughs> i want to move on to the next question to save myself who was your go to guy during your childhood during my childhood actually no one from the family okay so my go to guy would be either my neighbors or my school friends okay and i think i was while we had enough enough number of people in my family but i would only see them about 2 to 3 months in a year uh this is during our summer vacations when we would all go back to jodhpur while the world was going to masuri and nenital and shimla mm-hmm. during the summer vacations we were taken to jodhpur and yeah hardships build character was one thing that i used to regularly hear from my parents itni si garmi se dar gaye so yeah so that's uh so while we had enough number of people in the family i i still would have other friends outside Mm-hmm. and yeah so there was not not really anyone who was a go to guy uh, mm-hmm. uh i do remember most of my family looking for me at all points in time ye jhadu kisne jalaye ye gaddi kisne bhiga ke rakhi hai so it i think i was the go to guy for my family for <laughs> for every kind of a uh, every kind of a mischief that happened in the family i was the first one to be sort of questioned yeah okay so uh, usually either you initiated it or you uh, kind of uh, brainstormed it out is it I mean, yeah the, the brain behind it or the many of it, it much of it was also i mean i think it was a lot of curiosity uh, between us cousins uh, we used to do several i mean like i mean all the all the all the kids were into some sort of a mess we were not special in any way so we used to be with our regular mischief like for example once uh, my great grandfather was a sonar in the darbar mm. and he used to sit on a gaddi and uh, and make 
some really lovely uh, jewelry mm. but uh, so one day we just decided let's let's burn his gaddi and see what happens so <laughs> okay. we actually put a put a little lit match stick to it and when it started burning a little bit we just like sort of uh, thumped it down so the fire was gone little did we know that cotton once it catches fire even with a little bit of uh, breeze it can it can reignite so we we put out the fire and we all went out only to come back after an hour and see the entire room burning so yeah uh, so we were we were yeah and and elders in those times used to be pretty free with their with their hits <laughs> so yeah so so i was the hit boy uh, yeah okay was there a community mischief that you planned kind of all the cousins together or most of the times it was your brain that worked I was the eldest so even if it was a plan by someone else I usually got the credit you were the, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I've lived with credit <laughs> credit borrowed of almost credits. every borrowed credits yes <laughs> okay so coming a few years forward you fell in love and didn't you feel scared i mean it was 1996 and that is when you started living in i had been thinking about it and the closest reference i have to this is utpaldat's ish <laughs> that is so, the kind of scene that unfolds before so it's, it's 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 funny because uh, while today we do call it live in an extravagance in those days it was actually not uh, we didn't know that that was the term and plus also we were living in a small town hmm. uh, there was no internet so we were not very well connected with the rest of the world every every town was an island in itself Correct. which town was this this was jodhpur again jodhpur. Okay. i fell in love with a girl when i was in class 10th and she was in class 11th and then as luck would have it uh, we reached our college and she was in ajmer and i was in jodhpur she ended up missing out on a year because of uh, because of attendance and then she created a huge story in her home saying they are not allowing me to sit in the exam but if i can shift to jodhpur then maybe i'll be able to give that exam and and so yes she dropped a year but managed to convince her uh, parents to let her shift to jodhpur. to jodhpur and once we started living in jodhpur i'd lost my parents by then and okay. this girl sort of decided at the age of 18 and 19 she decided uh, to take care of me and my brother and my sister and she moved in with us and it was just fairly comfortable four of us living in one house the 250 member family that i had they did come to know of it but they also kept it from the elders so my nana and my parnana ji and parnani ji and a lot of those people didn't know uh, for a for a long while uh, that that we are living in we also uh, actually i i do not even think we can call it living in it is just i mean what else would would what else would we do yeah. so i love this girl and she's here in the city and and yeah so i mean it's it's but natural that she will live with us mm. so yeah so th- this is how easy it was then till some neighbors sort of started seeing us very often and they didn't like jodhpur was a fairly conservative place i've had friends come over and mm-hmm. tell me that we can't be friends with you purely because our dad's friend has seen you smoke <laughs> so it brings a bad name to us so we cannot be your friends so that's the kind of a city that it was 
and uh, and and yeah so some of my neighbors actually called up my nana and told them pura din ladkiyan andar se bahar aati rehti hain ajeeb ajeeb se gaane chalate rehta hai i used to listen to a lot of doors and heavy metal at, at at that age so they didn't understand ki gaane bhi aise chalate hain jo samajh mein nahi aate aur pata nahi humko to lagta hai shayad charas varas nahi pee rahe ho so yeah so those were uh, those were the complaints that they made to my to my uh, grandfather and great grandfather and they didn't know how to sort of broach the topic with me yeah so Tell it was about yeah, that. Yeah, they, Tell no us they, about they, that. they they didn't have a clue as to how to approach it yeah, because in in at, in those times the the max that kids would come over and tell their parents or grandparents was i am in love and i want to do a i want to have a love marriage which was also uh, quite okay, a, quite yeah. a sacrilege at that point in time but this bit of here is a girl who's living in with them i don't think my my nana ji or my parnana ji Even knew how to that. how to broach that topic with me so yeah so it was so they just it. left it and so you just, <laughs> they just left it they they all stopped coming to my house okay uh, and maybe i think most of my mamas and mossies and chachas would have told their children isse dur rehna ye tumhare upar bura asar dal dega and all <laughs> but but i really wasn't questioned then okay and how was the love story how did it began so these were also the days of pen friendship many of us who were born in 70s we didn't know how to how to i was in a boys school it was mm. a boarding school and uh, there was no way to, uh, to get in touch with any of them uh, with like, in class 10th and all raging hormones and you want to have an affair with a girl and and uh, it's quite funny i was in pilani i was studying in pilani and and the one day that was supposed to be like the big open khulla day for all of these things used to be the rakshabandhan uh, day true there was also girls uh, school there and a lot of boys who were studying with us also had their sisters studying in 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 the girls school so the gates of the girls school would only be open on rakshabandhan which obviously <laughs> the, the 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 school management thought that rakshabandhan is, is is possibly yeah. a safe safe day little did they know that you know the 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 sisters would bring their friends and the brothers would <laughs> you know we would go along with some of the other brother and it would be a good lovely matchmaking day <laughs> and so All so, so, so we actually yeah. did their job of so we 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 grew up during those times and uh, there was a dearth of girls so one way of sort of getting in touch with girls was uh, pen friendship so yes. i had pen friends across the world i used to have a lot of free time and i used to love writing so i would write letters to and there were magazines the last pages of those magazines mm-hmm. actually had uh, many of these addresses and other people who were interested in making pen friends so i had pen friends from across the world uh so much so that i used to get about 10 to 15 letters a day right. from somewhere or the other the hostel management decided that since this is the guy who's getting most of the letters why don't we make him the hostel postman so the postman <laughs> so the postman would come and dump all the letters in my room and then i would go over and distribute those letters i saw some letters which had a, some fantastic handwriting so i got very curious as to who is writing these letters i asked the boy in the hostel and he said uh, uh, this is my cousin writing to me and as luck would have it uh, uh, after a few days that cousin asked me that this 
you know this girl is a very sweet girl since you have so many pen friends why don't you write to her as well so yeah so we began as pen friends and uh, that's how it all does handwriting out. have a role to play in pen friendship yes think? because uh, is it the content uh, yeah, handwriting because, because my partner what? even till date I, i have rarely seen handwriting better than hers so so it did i say motiyon jaise akshar is yeah how, how i remember it what language did you guys write in it was hindi and english combined okay uh, both of us were until date we continue to remain good with hindi and english both although we do have fights over marwadi considering i am from jodhpur and she's from ajmer and we jodhpur guys literally look down upon every other form of marwadi <laughs> being spoken so yes we do have fights over marwadi but english and hindi is yes something that we we were always good at and also the 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 hindi literature is something that bound us a, yeah. a lot of ghazals and so yeah so it was Both but i think some... it was it was it was par for that that generation mm. yeah so songs and lots of those mixtapes and and uh, ghazals and right. she introduced me to ghazals i introduced her to rock and it was good it was good going was there poetry playing any role in those borrowed poetry yes borrowed, yeah. not self written uh self written my poetry was too uh, too nihilistic and let's burn the world kind of a poetry that okay. cannot really bring people together unless unless we are doing a bonnie and clyde but uh, but yeah so <laughs> so i didn't expose her to my writing for a while and she was not into poetry but she was she was very good at understanding poetry and she's still my go to person when i don't understand her sheer written in khalis urdu she's wow. still the go to person that i have plus she's got a, a fantastic memory so uh, to remember a share in exactly the same way as it had been written is something that that yeah, i really is the most beautiful you. thing to yeah. hear actually Correct. that something like this happened so you were in a boys hostel right yeah. so how did communication happen because those days boys hostels were quite strict and actually girls hostels were stricter but anyway hostels yeah. so yes uh, uh, a lot of communication happened via Uh, letters but but the uh, problem with letters was that we both used to write long letters so i would mm. write letters which ran in 20 25 pages and she would then reply with a 30 35 page letter my god and, so uh, you, how so much yeah. time did you take to compose these letters so yeah so it would take time a week to two weeks to write a letter and then you post it and then indian post was great and it would <laughs> it, you could never be sure as to when it would uh, yeah. reach her so uh, for a long while we so i would write for two weeks and then post and then she would write for uh, she would get it in you know two or three weeks and then she would write for two or three weeks and then she would send it back so the 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 time taken to ask a question and get a reply was anywhere around 2 to 2 and a half months yeah. so uh post telephones office. I mean, telephones guys, he's talking about post office those days post office played a huge role in shaping relationships right now it's just one second you and and you have the message transferred those days were different yeah and and telephones were were funny because you had to book a call uh, yeah. to some place and uh, trust me on this one but the operator who would connect the call between two parties would actually be listening in because <laughs> you had to tell the operator that okay our std is now done you can cut the call so he would actually be listening into the entire conversation which i came to realize much later but but yeah so there was only one phone in the entire uh, hostel and there were like 500 boys and willingly the phone would always be busy except during the dinner time 
So I would generally skip dinner and ask her to call in and around the dinner time so that you know I you get it uninterrupted. Yeah. And very often if I've asked her to call me at 8 o'clock in the night I would be there from say 7:30 onwards literally picking up every call and saying nahi wo to nahi hai nahi ye to chala gaya so that so that the phone is not busy and when she calls I would I would get the call there were times when uh, my room partners would I would I would make my room partner stand there and say any other call just tell them that those people are not there <laughs> and so and so uh call would come and just call me so yeah so that uh, we we so those were the and then std pco happened and we were like oh this is so brilliant but it used to be fairly costly and all all the pocket money and pocket money yeah. was not much during those days um you talk so while looking at the <laughs> figure yeah so so and it would it would it would move a little too quickly Seriously, the, the cruelest the sound was that tap tap yeah. tap <laughs> and so so yeah this is how we communicated and then uh, suddenly uh, there was a scheme wherein post 11 o'clock in the night the std charges would be 1/4 yes and i think i think the lovers of that era can never forget the role of like you said the role of post offices i would say lovers of that era uh, should really thank the pcos and maybe the pco owners should thank the lovers <laughs> because because we used to run i had a friend who ran a bill of 65000 in 2002 Oh and that was a huge amount yes. uh, within a week and because that guy would take the the pco calls in fact many of those pco owners became so friendly that at night they would shut the pco with us inside the pco and say acha theek hai ab tum pura raat baat karo abhi main subah aake tum logo ko khol lunga and that really used to be the case so yeah <laughs> my god Now we move to the next section where I'll give you some situations and you will have to figure out that one person in the family who fits into those descriptions. Okay. Right? Okay, number 1. One person who laughed so much that he made others laugh too. I think that was my uh second mama. He was the most serious guy in the family. Okay. Uh we all used to be fairly scared of him. But there would be rare occasions like twice or thrice in a year that he would laugh. and we all would just laugh at our laugh with him because we're like we don't know when are we going to hear this laughter ever again <laughs> so whether there was a reason or no we just laughed with him <laughs> superb next one person you adored because he scolded a person you were angry with that would be my father okay so there were there were these school bullies mm. uh, that we had and they were all really really scared of my dad I don't think dads during that era ever thought too much about who they are scolding whether it is their yes. own child or whether it is the Absolutely. neighbor's child or a, or a friend's child they would just scream so yeah my dad was that person who would generally scream at the school bullies and I would feel really <laughs> really great this whole fact of you know dads not really seeing who they are screaming at did come full circle when I was in my hostel So after four years in the hostel, uh, we were giving our board exams, and the last exam was some seven or eight days away, and we had a long break. And most of the good students of my hostel sort of they requested if if we could also make them jump the walls from the hostel and make them see some good uh, religious films that we saw uh, during those times. these were all religious films huh? they all began with like 5 minute recording of ramayan and then they would proceed to what they wanted to show us so yeah so they requested if we could take them all for a movie viewing 
so me and this one friend we we sort of planned the whole thing and 22 uh, 22 students ran away from the hostel at night and we had oh. booked, booked like a small room in which and there was a tv and a vcr that we had uh, hired and we were watching lovely films in a very small room this was in a, a room in a restaurant it was like a store room in a restaurant where we were watching all these uh, uh, lovely films suddenly the door opened and we realized that there is a there is there is someone who's entered that room who's abusing everyone and just beating everyone and so he just kept beating and with the choicest of the abuses ye karne ke liye tumhare maa baap ne tumko yahan bheja hai etc etc and all beep 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 uh, and suddenly this friend of mine sitting uh, sitting next to me he was like are yaar ye to mere papa ki awaaz lag rahi hai <laughs> so i was like what is your dad doing here so he also screamed papa inko kyun maar rahe ho marna hai to mere ko maro and this suddenly we realized that this man which is which is my friend's father he was a rajput and unki teen talle ki jootiyan hoti hain wo teenon wo unhone dono haathon mein wo teen talle ki jootiyan utha rakhi thi aur jaise mere khayal se wo shivaji maharaj jaise talwar chalate honge waise wo dono jootiyan chala rahe the तो सब लोगों ने दो दो चार चार दो दो चार चार जूतियां खाई और सब निकल निकल के कमरे से बाहर भागे धीरज कैप्टन दिस फ्रेंड ऑफ माइनी कैप्ट स्क्रीमिंग पापा इनको क्यों मार रहे हो मारना है तो मुझको मारो मारना है तो मेरे को मारो एंड हिज फादर अब्यूज्ड हिम लाइक रियली बैडली एंड सेड के तेरे को तो मैं घर चल के मारूंगा इन लोगों को मैं अभी यहाँ मारूंगा so finally with this two when एवरी वन एल्स लेफ्ट द रूम देर वर ओनली थ्री ऑफ अस इन द रूम मी एंड दिस फ्रेंड हु planned the exodus of uh, all the students and this third friend whose father father it was who morally felt that he should be there should be. <laughs> so so just the three of us were left in that room and and his father uh, very menacingly moved towards the tv and the vcr saying as to main isko fod dunga so we really like we we bowed to him and said don't do this hum matlab unko jitna marna hai humko maar lo and so he took our word and he beat us till he was tired <laughs> so he just beat us and uh, till date he feels sorry about beating us up i'm still in touch with him but yeah that's that's how parents that's were how so my my father actually. had really uh, beaten me but uh, <laughs> i was i was beaten black and blue by my friend's father and that's how the world worked that's at that point, in, was, point yeah, in time that's how it was yeah that's how it was actually did it leave scars on us <laughs> no not really we still laugh about it it's one of the funniest loveliest incident uh, that that we've ever come out. it it was pretty They've traumatic been. then because later on much later when the social media and all happened some of those kids who had walked out after being beaten once or twice we i sort of started asking them ke are yaar hum log to andar the so they were asking us ke andar kya hua kamre mein tum log kamre mein the and i started asking them ke tum logon ke sath mein kya hua so like there were really funny stories like this one friend said ke are yaar main to wo bahar kamre se bahar nikla aur kooda na to main to kaante gulab ki jhadiyon mein gir gaya tha मेरे को तो इतना डर लगा कि मैं सुबह तक उन गुलाब की झाड़ियों में बैठा रहा सो तो पुअर 
people too much about beat to, beaten together stay yeah, together <laughs> exactly and and parents especially i think i think they didn't come from a place of showing their authority or but this is how they were brought up and they thought this is this is just the perfect so we used to live in fear of parents the next one is the spokesperson of the family the person who would never keep a secret i think that was my great grandmother <laughs> okay you know uh, uh, she was a she was a fabulous uh, fabulous lady very funny but my great grandfather and my great grandmother my great grandfather's name was ramchandra and my great grandmother was called sita okay i think there those must have been fairly common names at that point names were that. changed no I, the no name? they were not changed during no, okay. uh, these the these were the names were looking yeah. for someone named sita it was we we never questioned them i think yeah. we were too young to ever question them but i do remember my great grandmother never getting out of the house that she lived in and yet knowing everything about the entire world purely by so when i would come in and they were like my great grandmother would be like wo tumhara bathroom mein nal tapak raha tha wo theek ho gaya tumhare chhat pe jo putai karwani thi wo tumne putai karwa li and i would be like how do you know about this but she would just be so in touch with everyone aur ek jodhpur mein thoda sa ek jo chote chote ghar hote hain hum logon ka bhi ek chota sa ghar tha ab wo mehrangarh se agar niche dekhte hain to jo sare wo blue houses dikhte hain unme se ek blue house hamara bhi hai so there used to be a, a small platform outside every house and my great grandmother used to just sit on that platform and literally talk to anyone on the street passing by also because in in small towns you generally know everyone yeah so not just asking us about our family she would also sit there and ask about how their life is going and why they haven't produced kids till now <laughs> and and why are you marrying your daughter outside of the caste and she would do all all those things sitting on that one platform she knew more about the world i think the elders knew how to live happily like Uh, yes i do remember one incident where suddenly there was this big thing across the country that uh, you if you are trying to feed ganesh ji some milk mm. you know the ganesh ji is drinking that milk yeah right and it, it was a, yeah so it was it was a crazy thing it was just surface tension so if you if you touch the spoon yes. to the to the to the lips because of the surface tension breaking the milk would sort of flow yeah. down and it just looked because the, the spoon would be empty of milk you yeah. would think that Uh, you know god is having your milk so everyone in the family was very excited and they were all doing that till my great grandmother came and then she lifted that little little ganesha statue and she found a lot of milk collected under the statue and her comment was oh so he's can- just he's just taken it in and he's also <laughs> thrown it out <laughs> so basically saying inhone inhone acha ye to inhone pee bhi liya aur nikal bhi diya itna jaldi this is the kind of a upbringing that we've had that yes True. have your have your beliefs but don't 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 fall prey to useless foolishness, uh, foolishness. yeah So yeah, so she was a fairly dynamic lady. And she died at the age of 93 until the age of 92. Every time I would go to her place, she would be extremely happy in cooking a meal for me in like 10 minutes, which I still don't see happen in any of her yes. houses. But yeah, the elders were brilliant with that. Yes, I think those days grandmothers or anybody, they had the right to do certain things and nobody questioned their authority. Yeah. So I think for that matter a lot of things were far simpler yeah. now that we question a lot of things yeah. things get complicated and relationships don't develop uh maybe they do i think i think the, the uh, one of the things that i remember from those days and i don't I, i i don't really have a point of view on that but a lot of those elders lived their lives saying this is it 
you know you've gotten married to someone okay you've gotten married to someone you've had a bad luck so be it but this is it so you have True. to somehow make it work most of the relationships that i have seen in my family were were largely like that were they all happy no they were not all happy but there was no guarantee that they would be happy with someone else or with someone and this is some this is a refrain that i heard very often and i sometimes wonder if there is a there is there's some amount of truth to it because I, I, in today's day and age i think because of so many options being available we generally never end up saying this is it we are forever on a lookout yes. and as long as you you're on a lookout you are on a lookout true you will find someone if you're looking but if you're not looking maybe you will not find so yeah a lot of relationship reached a stability because of your patience because of them. because of your patience because of the responsibilities that would come on to you today we are we have lot less responsibilities we have run away from joint families we live as nuclear families i don't see happiness increasing in yes. any way i i just find it we don't mend we discard i found one so, tweet yeah. uh, on this and mm. i really really felt that it's so true that we don't mend we discard and get we something do. new we do The use okay. and throw, use and throw culture yes. has hit us. Yes, we used yes. to be a fairly pen ka doctor, juto ka doctor wala society. To now use it and throw it kind of a society. So yes, super. The last one in the section. One person from whom you got the most killer advices on relationships. I I don't think I really got. too many relationship advices from people because again the kind of relationship that i was in i had not actually seen it in and around me ever and most of the relationship advices didn't work for us although yeah, that's exactly what i mean you know that often most of the times others advices don't work but still a lot of people give you those i don't think i've, I've ever got an advice from someone which has worked really really well for us uh the best relationship advice that we've got is still from each other okay so that's very beautiful so i think i think a lot of conversation sometimes when you are i think one of the and while we are on a advice uh kind of a topic a lot of people do come to us for advices because by right. now we've completed whatever 25 26 years and etc etc and a lot of people do ask us as to you know how do you stay in a relationship i think it's it's very difficult and we do tell people that don't 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 really take anyone's advice don't take our advice also because our advice would be according to what we are right and it would not really be according to what you are and what has worked for us might not work for you what has worked for other people might not work for us like one of the best decisions that we have taken is to not get married and it has just worked out really really well for us we've completed 25 26 years now uh, but that's not the advice that even my younger siblings sort of took from to. yeah so they immediately they they saw us for a little while and then they were like okay they don't look like they are getting married okay hum to shaadi kar rahe hain <laughs> and both my younger siblings just came up to me one day and said okay we are getting married and there was no so yeah so they didn't they maybe they also it thought, didn't even feel awkward probably you, know, you were it, just it, it didn't. happy in your space yes yeah, so we were happy in our space they were i was really happy that they are taking their own calls rather than following Uh, in the footsteps of their elder brother or or so yeah so it was just just very very cool in that sense that's wonderful yeah. okay now i'll give you a 
kind of a fictional situation mm. and uh, it'll it is kind of a small role play so we are in 1996 you are facing the head of your family telling him or her about your relevant relationship hatch out that scene here impromptu make that dialogue okay so the head of the family for me at that point in time was my my nana ji so i think i would i would actually go over to my nana ji and and tell him nana ji see there is this you know there there is this poor girl who could not get admission in any of the colleges in her own city she's actually decided to move to jodhpur uh, she's a lovely girl and in such a need can i just offer her you know a little assistance uh, by allowing her to live in our house my brother and sisters look like you know they are absolutely okay with it so if you want to really do a good deed for a year i think you should just allow her to live with us so i don't think we i would have ever told him, told him told him told him uh, that that we are in a live in also very frankly we didn't know that it was a live in <laughs> so uh, it, it just made sense so yeah i don't think he would have had a problem and uh, very frankly i was never told by any of my family members to move her out of the house yes we were a little more scared about her family finding it out and even more than that we were extremely scared of the the police yes because the neighbors generally would end up calling the police saying girl has entered this house and maybe there is a there is a prostitution racket going on that's mm. how that's how stupid uh, you People know your be. your neighbors and the police could be we were in fact once picked up by the police as well okay. uh, and then you know i had to sing my way out of the police station Yeah, I didn't have any bribes to offer. So late at night, when they were sitting and drinking and having chicken, they said, "What do you know?" So I said, "No, I know how to sing." So they said, "Okay, sing a song." So I sang three, and then they finally let me go. My God, those are quite some stories, Manish. We will have to probably record five, six episodes to hear it all out in totality. But really, really, thanks for being a part of the Great Indian Family. I always enjoy talking to you, and I can go on and on. Thank you so much. And Thanks, and I, I mean, just hope I my family really doesn't this. listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but so the rest much. of the world will, and they'll pick up whatever they have to. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kuril. Thanks, friends who are listening to our show, The Great Indian Family. Please do reach out with your feedback or questions at bonjour at eplog media. It's b o n j o u r at rate e p l o g dot m e d i a. We are Kuril Das Gupta and Eplog Media. We will come back with our esteemed guests soon again. Till then, let's rock.